0: Couple, illest, the illest, the illest couple. Ladies and gentlemen, in the shower, in the car, protesting, wherever you are. Thank you for tuning in to a very important episode of the Illest Couple podcast. And this is not going to be a full episode, so to say, but um, we felt it was important to come on here, uh, even if it's briefly. Uh, my name is Sean, and I'm Kathy, and she is my lovely wife, Kathy. And Kathy, uh, I'm going to let you take it from here.
1: Hi, guys. Um, so, like Sean said, we're not going to do a full episode. It's going to be it's going to be very short. Um, because I don't feel like we're the ones who should be talking. Um, all this Black Lives Matter stuff is very jarring to me, but it's not about me.
0: I think it's important that we mention something. I know it's the name of the episode, and I probably should have said it in the beginning, but I'm going to say it now. Just in case there's any confusion whatsoever, Black Lives
1: Matter. That is our stance. Yes. Period. Continue. Uh, And granted, I'm not great with being... um, I don't regularly post on social media anyway. I'm not great at consistency on there. And I apologize. Uh, I'm trying to get better. But we've been extra quiet lately. And one of the big things is because we're just listening. Because it's time for us as white people to listen. I don't think it's time for me to talk about how hard this is for me because any iota of discomfort that I feel does not compare to what black people feel constantly. I can check out. I can stop thinking about it for a while. Um, if you're black, you can't stop it.
0: One of the things that we had posted on social media this week, or um, Kathy was the one who put together the post is that we feel that it's important to shine a spotlight on those voices that can tell those stories, that can educate um, and just bring more information to us. I mean, Kathy, you had just posted something about one of the uh, podcasts that you were listening to and how I think you said in... 60 minutes you had learned more about black history, black culture than you felt you had in the previous 40 years of life.
1: Right. Because those first two years of my life, I was learning all the black history, but sorry. Right. <laughs> that was making a very weird joke there. If anyone gets it, I'm 42. So that's the joke. Um But yeah, it's, I, I'm learning a lot. Um I'm, trying to empathize as much as I possibly can, even though there's no way to fully understand. And I will never be able to say I understand. Um, I guess it's kind of like when you say you understand how I feel with my anxiety or my depression, because, you know, we are a mental health podcast. So to bring it back to that, and no one will ever completely understand the way I'm feeling. Um, when I go through things and I would never expect them to and I just want them to empathize with how it feels to go through what I go through and that's all I'm trying to do is to understand and to use my white privilege to help because unfortunately people might listen to me more they'll probably listen to you even more Sean because you're a white man but (laughs) in general I don't
0: don't like. The way that feels, but that's
1: the reality of it. Well, and again, it's how you use it. If you uh, if you use it for good, you know. I want to say,
0: um, not. I don't. I'm not suggesting in any way that you were trying to say these things are equal. But it's really interesting, no. and this is another great point um, that I don't think you realized that you were making, which is that you know you had said that it's kind of like how people say they understand with regards to your anxiety. And again the thing we have to come back to is the big difference, even though I understand the analogy. Yeah. The difference is is you've never wandered out of the house with anxiety, thinking that would be a reason that you would get shot that day. Exactly. Yeah. And again, we're not gonna talk too much about this because it's not really our place to do that, we'd rather leave it to those um, who can educate better than than we can on this subject, because we don't know what it's li- like to live um, as a black in person in constant fear yeah. every day for doing what white people like us just we take for granted. granted. Yep, and um, we need we need change, and change is coming but we need to push for more change. Yes. And then when we get that change, we need to push for more change. And ultimately we we need to continue to push and promote change until all men and women are created equal in the United States. Yep. It is liberty and justice for all. It's not, there's no asterisk and that's, that's what the focus needs to be. Yep. Um, stay tuned to our social media. We are going to continue to, um, promote podcasts. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Creative from, outlets from God. Go
1: yeah. I, I've been listening to a lot of podcasts, either from black creators or featuring, um, prominent speakers that are black. Um, so I, I've been learning a lot and I just want to share the ones that have touched me the most, They're not all factual ones. There's a lot of people talking about their feelings, but that's actually how I learn best sometimes. If something hits me emotionally, it affects me more. And hearing some of the stories of people that I always see as happy and, you know, trying so hard to just be part of the world, what they're actually going through makes me sick and... Sad and tired for them. I'm tired just thinking about how my life would be if I was black. (laughs) And that's really sad. Because, again, I can put myself in that for a moment, but I never have to live it. And I just wish I could do more, but I'm going to do as much as I can. And I'm sorry I'm crying, (laughs) but I always cry, so.
0: You cry because you care.
1: I do. I care a lot. Well, You have
0: seen me do... Plenty of my share of crying throughout everything that we've seen and learned. I mean, which is something that uh, I'm going to get to here in a second. But
1: But, that's one more thing Uh, that that writer, I like Glennon Doyle and activist and everything. She is. She does all that stuff. Um, I don't know the exact quote, so I'm probably going to butcher it. But she says, you know, the reason that she gets so angry, the reason that she cries, the reason is because she's paying attention. And that's what I'm doing. I'm paying attention. I have a lot of emotions because I'm paying attention to what's happening and allowing it to pierce, you know, my brain and my heart. So I'm trying to pay attention.
0: This episode or this, you know, mini episode um, is very raw for us. Um, Kathy and I picked up Actually, the old microphones because I have <laughs> uh, most of my recording set up down in the basement because I'm doing some things musically. And um, this felt like the time to have uh, an unpolished, uh, sort of unfiltered kind of episode or mini episode, whatever. So, this is not going to be edited. This is going up exactly as we recorded it, with the exception of, um, you know, audio clip in the beginning and audio clip at the end. And that's actually the last thing I want to get to. Um, we have talked now for about um, nine minutes. That's enough. And that is enough. That's f- sadly speaking for us.
1: It's too much. No, but that's the time that George Floyd
0: eight minutes and 46 seconds.
1: Yeah. So
0: I didn't even think about that <laughs> till just now. Here's where we're going to leave this. Um, for those of you who uh, know me, and if you don't know this, you're gonna find out now. One of my personal <laughs> heroes, and I cannot stress that enough, and Kathy knows that all too well. One of my personal heroes, um is a comedian named John Oliver, who hosts a show uh called Last Week Tonight on so HBO. So much
1: more than a comedian, though.
0: That's the thing. <laughs> uh he he just look it up. He he's uh brilliant. Um I learn more from him. In a half an hour, uh, then the, then then a lot of news would teach me or tell me or educate me on in a week, two weeks. you know what I mean? So anyway, um, not this past Sunday, but the one before that, he did an episode where he talked about uh, this this whole thing that we're talking about. He talked about the protests and uh, the police, police brutality, and all those things. <clears throat> he said something, and I'm gonna do my best to echo those sentiments. Um, where he said that um. no black person really wants to sit and listen to a white male go on and on and on. Because honestly, it feels awkward for us to try to talk about it, even though we should be using our voice to talk, and I will do that. I will continue to do everything that I can to fight for... An end to racism and social injustice and things like that. Um, but ultimately, um, we are going to end this episode with what he ended that show with. Um, it is something that when Kathy and I watched this, it's about three minutes, and we would appreciate it if you, if nothing else, please um, listen to this and really listen. Kimberly Jones is a former um, bookseller, and uh, but she's uh, she's um, an advocate, uh, an author. She is um, a writer. She is so many things, and um, you're going to hear her speak in a very raw fashion um, on these issues as they were happening um, in Cleveland. I will tell you that when Kathy and I watched it when it was over, all i could i didn't i i I felt so embarrassed to be a white person in this country, not because she ridiculed white people. I just felt horrible, knowing even more so having a clear understanding after listening to her about what it's like. And I'd never heard it said the way she said it. And I I guess what I'm trying to say is, we watched that, I sat there in silence, and then I just cried. I wept. And I'm gonna let Kimberly Jones take it from here because she deserves the platform. Her voice needs to be heard. And her voice matters. Black lives matter.
2: When they say, why do you burn down the community? Why do you burn down your own neighborhood? It's not ours. We don't own anything. We don't own anything. There is, Trevor Noah said it so beautifully last night. There's a social contract that we all have that if you steal or if I steal, then the person who is the authority comes in and they fix the situation. But the person who fixes the situation is killing us. So the social contract is broken. And if the social contract is broken, why the fuck do I give a shit about burning the fucking football hall of fame, about burning a fucking target? You broke the contract when you killed us in the streets and didn't give a fuck. You broke the contract when for 400 years we played your game and built your wealth. You broke the contract when we built our wealth again on our own by our bootstraps in Tulsa and you dropped bombs on us. When we built it in Rosewood and you came in and you slaughtered us. You broke the contract, so fuck your target. Fuck your Hall of Fame. As far as I'm concerned, they could burn this bitch to the ground. And it still wouldn't be enough. And they are lucky that what black people are looking for is equality and not revenge.
0: Until next time, you take care of yourselves. And each other.